of Wolf's Cast, the show that fired Scott's favorite Dungeons & Dragons development coach without telling him. He was on my money team. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Back back in the States. That's back, right. Back here for Wolf's Cast. God, that brother's back in the podcast game right now. Yeah. Shouts to Robert. Thank you for co-hosting while Neil was gone. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to edit the show overseas and uh, hear hear um you know how you guys put it all together it worked out well <laughs> uh, i'm happy not to have the responsibility of making this thing sound good anymore um neil tell, you did a great job tell so the audience how how you uh watched playoff basketball overseas yeah you know just using uh you know nba league pass which um you know i have the international version but i don't think i necessarily needed that uh when i'm uh, when i am overseas i don't know i kind of used that to to uh, watch Timberwolves games while I'm in Minnesota uh, by making it think I'm overseas. But, well, yeah, I watched the playoffs using that. It worked out really well. They have a nice feature in the iPad app that you can um, save the game to your device, oh, kind nice. of like Netflix has and stuff now. So you don't have to be streaming it. Yeah, I don't have to be streaming it. So I could like get to the hotel or get to the venue and have Wi-Fi, download the game, and then I could watch that mobily without a connection. So... That's how I watched the playoffs when I was gone and been followed along by listening to Wolves cast. <laughs> what time uh, would the playoffs games be on over there? Yeah, so uh, it's about a six-hour difference here in Central Time um, to England time. And so, yeah, the games would start about 1 a.m., you know, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., which, you know, I'm I'm awake during that time uh, here in the States. Um, but to start an NBA game at 2 a.m. or whatever, nah, didn't really work out. So I did, I did watch. I feel. There you go. Oh, yeah, I watched some stuff live, but usually just like the first half before going to bed or something like that. But, yeah, it wasn't too bad you of an experience. You were probably in for a rude surprise then for several of those games where we played well in the first half. And then <laughs> I know, right? Like, I'm going to go to bed and catch the second half of this great game. And then, uh-oh, third quarter. Yeah, the the. the the third quarter massacre of uh, Game Four was it? Yeah, yes. Game Four. Game Four. That was that was definitely one where I was like, right, I'm gonna at least watch the first half, and then the first half went well. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm in, I'm committed. Then the third quarter rolled around, and they laid fifty on us, and, and that was a good cue to go to bed. Yeah, that was your go to bed. <laughs> that was it. Sure. That was it. So uh, yeah, but it was it was all right, and um, you know, got 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 to do that sometimes. Got to be away, and uh, I'm glad that you guys held it down. Thank you guys for listening, everybody listening to the show. Thank you so much. Um, At least we got you back in time for the Lynx. There we go. Back back in time for summertime. And, uh, yeah, Lynx basketball starts uh, here on the 20th. Uh, is the first uh, regular season home game. So make sure you go check that out. But, yeah, we're here to do another episode of Wolf's Cast uh, and uh, get things primed up for the summer, I think. That's kind of what this is. What today is going to be about. Yeah, we got lots of fun <laughs> things in store for this week's show. Even though it's not our ba- the Timberwolves aren't playing basketball anymore, we still have some stuff that went down this week that we're going to recount then we have full court press where we turn our eye to the off season, talking about free agency trades and maybe extending Jimmy Butler, maybe extending him this summer, maybe yeah. signing him next year. We'll see. We're going to talk about that. 
course, we got a sponsor like always. We have a lot of great letters in a postal bag that you sent us <laughs> from Carrier Pigeons. Oh, so yeah. we, we're going to answer as many of those as we can. Lots of that. We have our weekly Wolfies and, of course, a game like we do every week. It's a brand new game. I've never done this game before. So New uh, game. Yeah. So don't dip out early. There will be a brand new game. That's right. No limericks this week. At the end. Um, but, yeah, we're going to start off with uh, some, of the, some of the news here from this week. Uh, we're going to start with Jamal Crawford. You know, uh, Jay Crossover, he, uh, he surprised us all. With uh, with the news of uh, I don't know who broke it. It was a Woj thing, or I forget who it was. But I did, yeah. Uh, I maybe, maybe it was, um, yeah. I'm not Krasinski? sure who it was. Yeah, somebody broke it uh, that Jamal Crawford uh, will not be picking up his 4.5 million dollar option for next year. <laughs> yeah. So Jamal, he has. It seems like it was like manna from heaven. Jamal, it seems like he has played his final game in a Timberwolves uniform. He hasn't formally declined that option, but uh, he can't until June 18th, I believe. Yeah, all signs so, let's point just, to him uh, doing have it. a hearty knocking on wood. Right, we're knocking on wood, Tom, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I, I, I read an article on the Athletic where apparently Jimmy Butler is lobbying for the Timberwolves to keep Jamal around. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. So hopefully. Uh, you know, Crawford doesn't change his mind, any anything like that, because uh, I just would like to say, you know, good luck in your future endeavors, Jamal. And thank you, Jamal Crawford. Yeah. Thanks for everything, Jamal. It was good for one season, but uh, he definitely wore out his welcome, I guess. Uh, again, uh, it's sort of, uh, you know, especially with a lot of the drama with Timberwolves these days, it's sort of the off-court issues that people don't like. And with Jamal, it's the opposite. He's a uh, right. you know, high-class guy, uh, you know, a mentor, a sage advice for the young guys. So it wasn't the off-court stuff. That's all fine. It's good to have him in the locker room. It was more the, the on-court problems and all the, the usage rates uh, for, for a man who's 38 years old and really doesn't really isn't, can't play efficient basketball anymore that was really the problem we were actually a pretty good defensive team on the season when jamal wasn't playing yeah. but anytime he stepped on the floor we became garbage fire so <laughs> yeah. uh you know once again uh, jamal is funny because jamal is a player i've always loved uh because he's a he's more he's easier to appreciate when you're watching highlight clips of him yeah because he's fun to watch in the highlights but when he's on your team and you're watching all the non-highlight moments, it, it, it stinks. Yeah, so you know we're very happy that, that he opts out, and uh, as we'll talk about a little bit later, you know the Timberwolves are very, you know they're very, um, you know close to the, you know close to the cap line. The luxury uh, tax, we're over the cap. Yeah, over the cap. So have, only have a little bit of wiggle room uh, as far as money goes this summer, and and Jamal opting out of that four point five million gives us more of that wiggle room. So we'll take it. So yes, uh, as as Jim Pete says, thank you Jamal Crawford for that. One. Let's, let's just because we're not going to use the Jamal Crawford sound. Let's empty him out. Let's go let's ahead empty and go him through him. Jamal crossover is a rhythm jump shooter. Jamal uh, heat check alert. And of course, my favorite. Well, I had to give up Capri Suns. <laughs> I never would. We never really used that drop that much. That was from Media Day. And <laughs> yeah, there's not really a lot of context to be able to put that in, but that's the best one. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's why he looks so young. He gave his, up Capri Suns from the diet. In his own words. All right. Well, moving on, we have some departures from the coaching staff. Yep. A couple voluntary, one a little less so. We'll uh, get to that one in a minute. Yeah. But first, let's talk about the three guys who are no longer on the coaching staff. We have player development coach Vince Lega. Lagarza. Lagarza, thank you. Uh, this one's kind of notable. He's close with Cat. Uh, he's been working with Cat since Cat's rookie year. Um, he's on the court. He's a big guy, so he can do post. You know, he can post up Cat and stuff. Yeah, and drills. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, Cat thanked him when he won Rookie of the Year, said he was on his money team, and uh, was real close with him. So it's never a good sign when, 
you know, who knows why he's being let go. You know, there's not a lot of rationale. Yeah, it's for hard these. to speculate on those kinds of things. So. Uh, and so maybe they'll bring in someone better. I, I, I can't say whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, as somebody, if you've been reading Britt Robson's reporting, he kind of talks about the tension between Cat and Tibbs, and this definitely doesn't sure. help that tension go away. Yeah. But yeah, this is, you know, these moves are, you know, these are, these are moves that are staff for, for Thibodeau. So these are the types of things that he has the right to do. But, you know, I think you can question the way he did them and allegedly sort of, you know, doing it without, without Towns knowing about it. That's, that's other, other thing that might be a problem here. Um, other cuts, uh, shooting coach Peter Patton. Um, who um, is notable for you know working under uh, Chip England, uh, the Spurs legendary uh, uh, shooting coach, who um, you know is just just known as sort of the best guy uh, going right now. This was someone who worked underneath him. So Peter Patton got a lot. Of, I remember um, Ricky's last season two years ago. You know a lot of that was know, a different guy though. That wasn't oh di- okay, so it was a different shooting yeah, coach. That, that you're right. That coach. was oh I wish I could remember the name. I know we talked Trivia. about him on the pod for sure. Yeah, but yeah, Peter Patton's a more recent. Um, higher. Um, I think Tibbs hired him before last season. So sure. Tibbs first season. Um, and yeah, I mean, that one, I guess, makes sense. We're not very good at shooting. None of the players really made any strides in their shooting this season. So, yeah, you know, I guess that one kind of explains itself. And then assistant video creator or coordinator, excuse me, Wes Bone. Um, you know, that's a lower level job. So it could be for any reason that we probably won't affect the team that much. I like to think, though, because we all know Thibodeau's addicted to watching film. That it was just little things where he's like, oh, I got to get someone who can edit these clips together better or something like that, you know, <laughs> and more seamless transitions. Yeah, and I think Wes has been at the team for a long time. So this is sort of a, a strange one there where he, well, Tibbs doesn't want anybody he didn't hire in I his guess. organization. He's trying to get rid of all the old and hires. Getting rid of Peter Patton, he doesn't want people he did hire. So that's right. It's, uh, I don't know. Um, apparently, the only co- coach on the coaching staff that is not a Tibbs hire is uh, Saunders. Right. Ryan Saunders and I'm guessing Glenn probably says you can't fire you can't fire Ryan you know yeah I, w- I wonder the details would be on that one I, don't know if, I wonder if there's like a until this date or you know I wonder what the mandate is it, because it does feel like there is a, a mandate from the owner in, in that situation or if it has to be Ryan's decision if he has another gig he might want to leave for right. but yeah, hopefully Ryan sticks around. I think people like him. I think he works with Wig a lot. So I thought it was a little bit uh, notable from the athletic piece about this. It says it remains to be seen that Thibodeau's plans are what Thibodeau's plans are for the open spots on his staff. He has told some that he is downsizing, leaving open the possibility that some of the spots will not be filled. So that, who knows? that's not good. The, the rest of this, I'm sort of like, what? It's hard to speculate. It's hard to know. We don't know these guys. We don't know these guys. We don't really know how they worked with the team. That's all stuff that you sort of just have to trust Tibbs with, I guess. But as far as if Glenn's like, like, downsizing we, your staff, we got to cut some costs here. Nah, I mean that is that would be an issue for me. As if like they have guys doing two jobs, or you know, uh, you know, just having less staff does not seem like a good idea especially for a team that's you know making money and yeah i don't know it's not like they need to you know cut back here times are tough it's like no things are fine i know you can afford people here yeah no we talk we've been over about how much money glenn taylor's worth like 3.5 billion yeah so i don't know i hope it's not i hope this rumor that you know downsizing is a thing i I hope that's not true because Because that that would actually make me your staff someone should let glenn taylor know your staff doesn't count against the luxury tax (laughs) yeah you can have a huge you can can hire more coaches in fact the cost of them is actually pretty minuscule compared to the player salaries and the luxury tax stuff get lots of specialty guys i hope they're not penny pinching maybe it's just something they say when they're firing you to make you feel better it's not you we're downsizing downsizing it's just a financial decision no one will take your job then they'll 
bring in some people and give him a different title or something, you know? <laughs> On the sly. All right, last thing here for news. Uh, Rick Brunson, former uh, uh, assistant coach, another assistant coach on uh, on Tibbs' bench, um, has resigned this week um, after allegations of improper conduct towards women while on the job. That, again, is from The Athletic and John Krasinski there. So, yes, this is kind of the most ugly piece of news from this week. Uh, Brunson has had allegations against him in the past. He had and, criminal charges yeah, against him in the past. Yeah. Now, we're dismissed. Yep, the judge dismissed. dismissed them. But mm-hmm. uh, but still, the stuff is... It, in, it's something that it, was it follows him around. Yeah, yes. and like he was a co- he's an assistant coach for Tibbs back in Chicago. Yeah. And then this criminal stuff happened. It, or, so the allegations were out there before... Tibbs decided to hire him for the Timberwolves. So it wasn't like Tibbs was like, oh, I'm so surprised by this. I had no idea this guy had, you know, creepy relations with women before in the past or had been accused of it at least. And Tibbs just didn't care about that and brought him in. And then this guy was apparently, you know, allegedly, I yeah. guess, because it ha- hasn't been proven yet, but being creepy towards uh, some women media members and yeah. some other uh, team employees. So uh, not a good look for Tibbs, the guy who doesn't care about, uh, you know, uh, what is it? he's anti me too movement you know right, something like that he's like first he got jordan hill you know domestic abuser jordan hill then he got domestic abuser lance stevenson and then he got a uh, potential rapist alleged rapist uh derrick rose who he will most certainly sign to the team this offseason as well and so he, he apparently doesn't care at all whether you've done bad things towards women in the past and that's probably the most discouraging thing i've learned about tibbs yeah it's certainly a you know maybe just a you know this is all about basketball we're not going to worry about anything else like type of situation and you know just kind of look the other way and hope it goes away type of thing and it's really in this day and age you just can't have it it's just not you know you might have been able to get away with that kind of stuff in the past as far as like just sweeping under the rug but uh it is not uh at the very minimum it is not conducive to the current climate in our country and stuff right now and with society right now so even in that sense it just seems sort of foolish to to think that this stuff can just can just fly by i mean you think about the dallas mavericks situation um, from a few months ago this isn't quite at that level but uh it's it gets out there and it becomes an issue and and it can affect how free agents and other players and other agents uh you know of these players see your team and so i think it does it can have a trickle down effect into the stuff that quote unquote does matter if you really don't think this stuff I mean, obviously, we think this stuff matters, but if you think it's all about basketball, it can matter. It can get to that point. And just as a fan, like, there hasn't been a lot of reasons to root for the Timberwolves. So, you know, we don't really have the high ground when we're arguing against other fan bases. So I'd at least like to have the moral high ground. You exactly. Know? Be like, well, at least our team isn't like Mark Cuban and his, like all of the problems going on in the Mavericks organization. You can yeah. hold your head high about that. I don't want that because then it's, it gets hard to cheer for this team. You know, it, I don't, I love this team. I don't want it to be hard to cheer for them, but they have a bunch of creeps on their staff and on their bench. And it, it becomes really hard to feel good about cheering for them. Yes. And uh, Canis Hoopas editor, um, uh, Eric and Madison had um, a post about this after Derek Rose was, was um, was signed by the team a few months ago that we'll link in the show notes that kind of speaks about all this stuff and kind of says, you know, just sort of saying how disappointing a lot of this stuff is and really sums up nicely. So we'll include that in the notes uh, so you can check that out because that's kind of, it's a good uh, summation of where we are with all these things right now and how it's uh, kind of sad to see. I wonder um, how Tibbs feels about the incel movement. Uh, Has he had sex since Debbie? We don't, we don't know. There's so so little that is known about Tibbs. Um, okay, let's um, let's pivot here and uh, yeah, talk about uh, this this off season. Here's the tip. 
we're going to start with free agency. Um, there's lots of uh, elements to the offseason, and um, today we're going to get to a couple of them. We're not really going to touch on the draft because um, we're pretty ignorant uh, on that front. And it's still, I mean, free agency is still further away than yeah. the draft, but uh, the draft still has some time. And, uh, you know, if the Wolves keep their pick is, is, is another question. Um, to ask once again so right. so we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll do a draft pod closer to the draft yeah very likely right on the draft or right at, before or after or in that in that zone uh last year draft day was when we got jimmy butler so who knows Those, draft day. things could things could happen between now and then um but we're gonna start with free agency and first of all as we already mentioned we kind of don't really have any cap space we um you know and there's some decisions to be made on some players um uh, but really, if you look at the team, you look at the roster, how it is as it is today, um, this team needs help on the wing in the worst way. If you, uh, We already talked about Jamal Crawford uh, taking off. He'll be gone. Um, Nemanja Bialica is a restricted free agent. Um, that's another wing type player. You know, he's more of a three four. Um, but you know, he's a guy that you know when Jimmy went down, he you know he started the three that kind of thing. So if you if you think that those two players are for sure gone, or you know uh, at least one of them is for sure gone, then the wing depth is really the if uh, we don't have a lot of moves to make, wing depth is going to have to be it. That's gonna, that's that's option Nemanja number one. Nemanja Bjelica. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's tough though because that's the most coveted uh, spot or that's right. position in the league. Everybody wants to get those players, so yeah, it's a t- tough commodity to need. Yes, know? it's very limited, and uh, if you want a guy like the Wolves do who can shoot the ball and play defense, well, you're just not going to be able to get that guy because those guys are going to go for much more than we can afford. We're going to have to sort of pick: do we want a defender, do we want a shooter? Because unfortunately, with the scarcity in that position, and uh, you know, with how little money there's to go around uh that's gonna be hard to find a guy who can do both those things maybe we can trade like gorgie to brooklyn who has a bunch of too expensive wing players like damari carroll a trade is a whole other thing we could get like someone that. in a trade for sure but if we're just looking at you know free agency and signing a player what uh, that's 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 where we have issues here um to me i don't know i guess i'd rather um continue to bolster the defense of this team it seemed if i had to pick between shooting and and, and de- defense obviously we need both in the worst way <laughs> we're very bad at both those things uh but i would start with defense and and maybe look to internal improvement to hopefully raise the three pointers, um, you know, uh, but it, they still have to have three and D. It can't be like a Taj. That'd Gibson. be ideal. It yeah. can't be like a Taj Gibson who is great on D, but has absolutely no three point shot at all. Yeah. It has to be someone who maybe they're really good at D and they can shoot thirty five percent from the three point line. You know, there has to be somebody who can at least take some shots. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you can get a guy who can do a little bit of both those things. But like I'm saying, I don't know if you're going to find it. I mean, you're going to see. I mean, what are some names we're thinking here? I mean, uh, we both we both kind of had a list of of some different guys who are who are wing players, but it's a matter of who you can afford here. You know, I have a guy like Joe Harris, um, uh, uh, Glenn Robinson the third. Um, Bellinelli, he doesn't really play any defense, but he can he can definitely shoot it. Vince Carter probably is going to be the oldest player in the in the league next year, but for fifteen to twenty minutes, uh, maybe fifteen minutes, I think he can still help a team. I think he's good um, in the clubhouse too. He could take that clubhouse yeah, vet role for yeah, Jamal. Exactly. He, maybe he can be a little better than Jamal too. Uh, what about you? What are some some names for wing players that you'd like to see the Wolves go after? Well, Britt, we mentioned him a lot. We like Britt. Oh, yeah. Britt tweeted out this week. Uh, he was just seeing how people felt about a, a range of unrestricted free agents. And that includes Trevor Ariza. Got to think he probably won't come here. But who knows? You know, if the Rockets 
get like LeBron or something that have to clean some cap room, they're not going to re-sign Ariza. Ariza would be a great fit. I would love to have Trevor Ariza. But he probably will command too much money for us. Uh, Will Barton, he's fun. I think he'll probably stick with the Nuggets, though. Uh, he seems to like it there. Avery Bradley would be really fun. I know he was, he's was he been kind of injured recently, but when he's on, what a lockdown defender. You'd yeah. be, become the best defender on our team, even better than Jimmy, I think. Yeah. Uh, Caldwell Pope, it's hard to see him. He got all that money for a one-year deal with the Lakers as a way for the Lakers to kind of make sure they had cap space this offseason. So I'm not sure how Pope would feel like from going from a one-year massive dollar contract to probably something closer to his true value, which is much less. I mean, all four of those guys I would love to have, but because they they really do embody this idea of both three and D. But I just think they're all going to be so too expensive for what the Wolves, you know, have to spend. Maybe to sign a trade, some sort of trade situation, we can bring them in. But what about uh, this man? You have his jersey, Wayne Ellington. Let's go. Bring Let's back, go. I would love that. I would, the next, these next bunch of guys I could see happening. Yeah, we have uh, Seth Curry. Yep. He's a good shooter. Missed most of this year, but yeah, very good player. Wayne Ellington. Um, Wayne would be better for the defense than S- Seth Curry. I don't think Seth Curry's got the... F- you he's know, too small. He's too yeah. small. Uh, Tyreek Evans, he had a really good season with yep. the Grizz, yep. um, and he's a guy who's big and can defend a little. Uh, Joe Harris is someone you had on your list, Neil. Yep. And then the last name that Brett tweeted was Matthews. I don't know who that is. Wes Matthews, maybe? I think he has one more year with the Mavericks. So. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe uh, he's so. uh, restricted or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's some guys that could potentially be wing players that the Wolves um, could have. Um, I think they're going to have to decide between re-signing Bielitsa or, or going, going fishing for somebody else. Um, and then, yeah, we, we we both think that Derrick Rose is coming back, hopefully for less money, hopefully for something close to the veteran minimum again on another make good deal. Uh, he'll get like one five. year, I one mean, year make I mean, good deal. No, he's gonna. He's my prediction. I don't want this. My prediction is he'll sign like a three year, twenty one million dollar deal. Oh man. Um, oh we'll, we'll, wow. I also, um, who was it? I was thinking about. Well, I don't know. It's already out my yeah, head. Yeah. So those are those are some of the signings that. Oh, you know, about Belly. Uh, he's a restricted free agent, and the way he's played and how he's been so inconsistent and injury plagued over his last three years, I don't think another team's going to offer him more than five million a year. Yeah, it's hard so to see who it would, could who be would, really easy to match whatever somebody offers him. That's going to be an inter- interesting one for sure. We'll see. Um, we'll see who who maybe gives him an offer. Well, he's no punk. <laughs> All right, moving on to trades. He's hitting up. Trades are another way to improve your team, and uh, the Wolves certainly uh, did a lot of those last year. Maybe they can uh, do it again here, and uh, the one, the one, the big juicy one that we'll talk about. Much, much uh, news about this one. Uh, sourcing from uh, Zach Lowe at ESPN and uh, Kevin O'Connor at The Ringer, both kind of feeding into this one, talking about Andrew Wiggins um, possibly in a deal to Toronto. Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. Right, he's finally listening. Yeah, so Toronto, obviously with the sweep, uh, running into LeBron again, uh, as they do every year, um, you know, leads some people to talk about what can, you know, how to shake up that team, how to make it a little bit better, what can you do to, um, you know, to, to avoid uh, this every single season situation that they seem to be in. And um, one of the ideas that Kevin O'Connor brought up in a piece this week was Wiggins and Teague um, to Toronto. For Kyle Lowry, C.J. Miles, and another player, uh, I put in Norman Powell, but it could be Siakam. It could be, um, you know, not OG probably. He's way too valuable for them. He started all this year. They're not going to trade him. Um, he's super young. So, I don't know. I would want Norman Powell in that deal. But 
I don't know. This also, you pair this up with Zach Lowe um, with the quote on this podcast quote, something is going to happen in Minnesota this summer. I can feel it. And also, he had the tidbit earlier in the year that Lowry was close to signing with Minnesota last summer. Um, so, you know, there's interest from the Tibbs regime in Lowry. So, I don't know. What do you think about that stuff, Scott? Would you trade? Um, would you make this sort of deal? Well, Wiggins for Teague, uh, excuse me, Wiggins and Teague for Lowry, Miles, and a young player situation? I don't think we have a sound drop of someone just yelling no really passionately. No, you don't. You, no! You're, you're a no. Just cause, no! Uh, and, and, say, and, and maybe explain why here. What, which part of it is the most offensive to you? Uh, getting rid of Wiggins. I mean, if we get rid of Wiggins, we have to get somebody who's young back. We can't be getting Lowry and Miles. Because then we're like, what's our window after five years? In five is there years? a guy on the on the Toronto's like bench squad, like like Norman Powell, Siakam, one of these guys? That because to me that's sort of where you get that back. Because yeah, I'm with you that I wouldn't want to like totally mortgage the future. But if you get no, one of their guys I'm back, gonna... obviously he's not a potential all star like Wiggins. But if you get one more young guy back, no, I don't even think I'd do it for OG to be honest. Um, oh wow. I think the Wiggins has way too much potential. I know that we've been frustrated that he hasn't been immediately great upon coming into the league. But look at DeMar DeRozan. You know, that guy it took until seven years into the league for him to be really good. Or look at Victor Oladipo, everybody. All-star this year after not having him figured out in his first four years in the league. you got to give Andrew time. I've said before, our window, I guess it's open now. But we got the our real chance to compete isn't five years from now when Wiggins is twenty eight, Cat's twenty seven, and then we'll, we'll have those two guys in their prime, and then the Warriors will be too old. Yeah. You're going to try. You want to dump all these things into win now mode so that we can go up against the Warriors for the next two or three years? That's not going to beat the Warriors, you know. Like that's that's why I think is just silly. Is it's like yeah, I know we want to win a series in the playoffs, maybe win two, but no one's getting through this Warriors team for the next two years. So why are we trying to get like? Uh, uh, at post prime, you know Kyle Lowry, and uh, this this point will come up when we talk about Butler here in a few minutes too. But I just think that it's insane because your future is Wiggins and Cat, and I am not mad about things that Tibbs has done to push us into a win a little bit more of a win now move because I don't think the future was Zach Levine or Chris Dunn or Laurie Markkinen, but I do believe it is Wiggins, and if you get rid of Wiggins. Uh, I think that it just it's it's just too short sighted, too win now. That's Tom Thibodeau being like, I only got three years left on my contract. I, I'm gonna you know mortgage the future because I'm not gonna be here in four years. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. I like uh, I like how you go into the impression now when you do it. It's good. I yeah. mean, you have a good one on it, so I have, it's I, good. I, I have uh, allergies. It's been crazy right now <laughs> with all the pollen, so I have a little bit more gravelly voice naturally right now as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I don't want to, I, I, I agree with your point that for the next, to try and win a championship in the next two years is, is maybe a little foolhardy, but I'm, I think I'm at, I think I'm at the edge with Wiggins right now. I'm ready to, I'm ready to move him. I'm ready to, um, I, I, this was the year I needed to see him improve and I just didn't see enough of it. This was the year you need to see him improve. He was the guy who's most affected by Jimmy Butler coming in. Yeah, it's easy to, it's easy to change your game to a accommodate Jimmy Butler when your name is Towns when you're Andrew Wiggins and he comes for your spot like that there's going to be some adapting going on besides who's yeah. our best player in the playoffs this year I, I just think Wiggins could have been more efficient with a lighter load this year you know what I mean like he and uh, I just think that he, and Gorgie should have been better coming off the bench then because he's not playing as much you know so it's kind of the same thing like we're asking less of him why aren't they doing more but I, I think Wiggins is probably about as good as he's going to be at this point, and I, I'd be looking this right now to find another team who who believes 
oh, he, we can make him, you know, let, let's get him over here um, and, and maybe we can, we can take him in. It, it's not about the money. You know, that's sort of a problem for me, but you can also maybe move Gorgie and, and kind of get the same sort of relief. But for me, I'd be looking into a deal like Toronto or possibly the idea I have is to trade him to Miami and um, to try and get Josh Richardson. That is a player I've been enamored with this season with his ability. He's probably the best three and D player for the money in the league. He's only making like 14 million or something like that. Um, he's a younger guy. So you're not really going for like, you're saying a Lowry post prime uh, $30 million a and year Miami type of has, guy. Miami has multiple pieces. That would be interesting to me. So yeah, you, so you, you, you some could package a better deal package with there. that. Yeah. But I also, I guarantee you if we trade Wiggins, he's going to haunt us immediately. He's going <laughs> to be know. great. I know. I know if we trade him, he'll be amazing wherever he goes. And then he's just going to haunt us. All Minnesota sports fans can probably close their eyes right now and think of an athlete that we traded away only for them to immediately haunt us. And yeah, really. that's what this is going to be. This will replay. Like, I just think it, we will look back at, at Andrew Wiggins trade and be like, man, that was probably worse than the KG trade. Um, yeah. And as far as other trades go, obviously Gorga Zhang is the other guy who, um, the Timberwolves are going to need to move on from at some point. One of these contracts has to go. Um, uh, I mean, not necessarily has to go, but if you want to, if you want to add to the team from what it currently is, um, you know, Gorgie is definitely a guy you'd look to, to possibly do that. Whether his, his value in the league, uh, that is debatable at this point. I would think that you need to attach a first rounder to, to move on from him um, and get another guy back. So, And therein is, lies is, the problem. Is, that this, is this the year where you move on from your first round? We took a guy last year. You know, we kept our pick, not our pick technically, but you know, we got a first round pick last year in Justin Patton. Um, and so we, we, we did stick with it last year. So, so props to the Tibbs laden regime uh, for, for not, more, as we keep saying, mortgaging the future and, and trading the pick. At least we got a guy there so maybe you think of that as okay last year we picked a guy maybe this is the year we we, we use that pick to trade i don't know but that, it, when we talk about trades i think that's the other one we kind of talk to talk about is gorgie yeah i think the problem I, i'm okay with moving on from gorgie and i do agree that it'll probably require attaching the draft pick but we can't mortgage these draft picks right now because we're using the word mortgage a lot on here it makes a lot of we sense. should be sponsored by it, right? rocket <laughs> mortgages or something like that but I, the thing with we really can't trade that pick because once we get Cat to his extension, and we're about to talk about Butler and how much money he's going to cost, we're going to be full up. If we're paying three players ninety million dollars, which is probably what's going to happen, yeah. If we're paying three players ninety million dollars, that means you absolutely need to have rookies on rookie contracts, making the minimum Coming on up. your team, yeah. Or else you're not going to be able to staff a team, yeah. It, like those rookies are so valuable to teams yeah. that are capped. Or hard cap salary or, controlled, yeah, yeah. because cost controlled. That's yeah. the only way you can keep this team going once you put all your money in a couple baskets. You know exactly. Um, anything else on trades? Uh, I mean, I can't tell you how angry I got when I saw this Wiggins news. Uh, <laughs> don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. All right. Uh, finally, uh, here in Full Court Press, we have uh, Butler Extension Talks. This is uh, another good piece we'll have in show notes um, uh, from The Athletic. John Krasinski and Danny LaRue breaking down possible Butler extension um, stuff. He's, he's extension eligible um, this summer. Um, so Butler will be on the team uh, for $20.4 million this upcoming season, 18-19. And then he has a player option. Um, uh, for nineteen twenty, uh, for nineteen point eight million, so he gets to decide next summer uh, what he does. And um, the only way he opts into that is if he 
blows out his knee next year and then he he won't be ready for the start of the next season so instead of going into free agency with a blown out knee he's like oh yeah i'm gonna opt in we make yeah. million dollars to rehab yeah exactly so so basically there's a couple options here the wolves can extend him uh this summer um on a four-year max of 110 million that's the cheapest option for the wolves in all of this unless obviously other than him just just leaving um you know four years 110 million dollars that is um you know beneficial to butler because he locks in the four four years lots of certainty for him um gets a, a decently big deal not not an ultimately a max deal for him as we'll talk about in a little bit but 110 million dollars over the next four years um or um, he can, um, you know, decline that option next summer and uh, become a unrestricted free agent, and um, he can sign a, a deal with any other team for four years, one hundred forty million. So he can walk and go to the Lakers or whoever you think he's going to go to, and and make a hundred a max of one hundred forty million. Or he can stay with the Wolves um, and get an extra year and get five five years, and he can have a max of one hundred eighty eight million. Um, so, so that is, if he wants to make the absolute most money, he will play out this year, decline his option and sign a max of five year. If, if the Wolves even, even option, uh, offer that at that point. So those are kind of the options there. And it's, uh, interesting to sort of think about what the team would want and what fans would want for Jimmy. Obviously we want Jimmy for more time here, right? We want to, want to see him be around. He's a positive force both on and off the court and, and, you know, probably the second best player on the team, but it's a matter of how long do you want him yeah that's the question is how long do you want jimmy butler to be around and i i don't really know that the team really can get to pick i don't know if it's going to be a situation where um hey how about two years you know it's that seems like a middle ground that just wouldn't work for him he's either gonna do an extension right now or he will um sign a four or five year deal next summer so it's hard to say has bet on himself before uh, the Bulls offered him a four-year, $40 million contract before the 2014-15 season. He said, nah, I'm worth more than that. The next, And so he had a great year. And then the next offseason, the Bulls signed him for five years, $95 million. Yeah. Made a lot of sense. He made a wise choice there. But he was a younger man. That was several injuries ago. Yeah. The question is, with a player like Jimmy, of course, you're like, why wouldn't he just play out next year and get a way bigger payday. Why would he agree to a contract extension this summer? Hella injuries. And we've seen how players age when they've played Tom Thibodeau minutes. Look at Luol Deng oh, right yeah. now. He Look knows at Joakim it. Noah right he now. Knows it. He knows the track record. He so, knows his body. He, he knows he could not play the All-Star game. Right. He's going to turn into a pumpkin at one point. And, uh, <laughs> right. So, so that's why I think it'd be wise for him to lock up an extension now. That, to me, is the most... I, I, I That's what I want to see happen as a Wolves fan, and I think it's the wisest for Jimmy Butler. I think that uh, that's what I would like to see happen as a Wolves fan. Yeah, um, I don't think that's what Jimmy will do. I think, you think Jim, he'll go. He'll, he'll get to free agency. Yeah, I think I think he'll hit free agency, and then uh, at it's that hard point, to predict at that point. It's really, I mean, another whole year is still yet to happen. I don't want to play the Paul George. He's definitely going to L.A. or he wants out. Like I don't know. Here's the thing, though. If that happens, I don't want to sign him for five years. Five years, yeah. At that point, million, because I, at that time he'll be thirty. No, we I, saw what happened to all the Tibbs players once they turned thirty. They all immediately fell off a cliff. And do you really want to be paying Jimmy Butler thirty-five million dollars a year when he's thirty-five? A five-year max for Jimmy next year would be way too much, and I hope the Wolves don't do it at this point. So, I, but for, they would no, almost have for to, sure. You know, yeah. So I can't imagine that. But maybe there's some way. I mean, sometimes you see this where guys do want to only take a shorter deal because they see where the next. T- 
opportunity for them to get one more. You know, based on the, the way the the way the CBA works, it, it depends on how many years of service you have right. and stuff like that. So Something maybe there's LeBron a loophole. Yeah, maybe there's a way where Jimmy only wants to get two more years on this next deal because then he can set himself up for one more bigger deal. You know, there's stuff like that that, that fans sometimes don't see and we can't understand right now. So maybe there is a situation like that where he doesn't sign an extension, but the Wolves do have an opportunity to sign him for a shorter term deal. That would be cool, but no five year max, please, for 188 is what we're saying. Yeah, I think that in my, in order of my preference, I my favorite thing to do would sign him to a four year 110 yeah, this summer. Him this summer because then also he's off your books one year younger. Yeah, you know. Yep. And uh, other than that, I would like him to walk away from us in yeah. free agency because we can use the money I, elsewhere. Yeah, we could use that money elsewhere. That at that time, Cat and Wiggins will be more ready mm-hmm. to become the guys on the team. You know, they'll be a lot more mature. Could afford Tyus Jones then. We can, well, that's what I was saying all season. Don't talk about Tyus right now. Because, yeah, he's not coming back at this point because we can't. Yeah, we're already. <laughs> well, that's just once once again. Do you think anyone's going to offer? He's restricted. Yeah. Do you think anyone's going to yeah. like back up the Brinks truck for next him? Next summer, more teams have cap space, so may, so maybe. But yeah, that's a whole another summer away. The Tyus situation. But yeah, I would, I would obviously we want to see Jimmy back. But uh, hopefully, I'd like to see that extension get done. That would be cool to see. I think the team did enough this year, and hopefully, um, you know, he sees yeah, he Jimmy's, sees the future. He sees the ladder. You know, he that, sees the way. Isn't way. that though worrying in some way? Or if Jimmy's like, yeah, I know my health is so bad, I need to sign this four year extension. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a worse sign for the Timberwolves yeah, too. Because what do means, you know? Yeah, he's like, oh man, I know I've only got one more year on these knees. You know. All right, um, all right. So that is our um, that's our full court press off season preview. Let us know if we missed anything. Let us know what we should be talking about, thinking about going forward. Let's get the sponsor. Today's sponsor, we have a very special, um, you know, sponsor for, uh, for for this part of the season. Really, it's a seasonal kind of sponsor this time around, and it comes to us from Frozen Fan. Scott, why don't you tell us a little bit about what uh, Frozen Fan has to offer? Well, Neil, if you're like me. You can't wait to, for the next season of Timberwolves basketball to start. The offseason. It's so close, right? It's just the hardest time. Thank God it's summer or else it, we, it would really be impossible. Yeah, to yeah. And so I, w- I want next season to start tomorrow. I can't wait to jump into a whole new season of Timberwolves basketball. It could be so incruciating. In- Excruciating. Excruciating. Thank you. <laughs> to, to wait those three to four long, long months. Ah, too too and long. Then you have to go through like summer no league way. and you're like, oh, I just want the basketball to start. What's a fan to do with all this time? Well, you could get yourself cryo frozen in a chamber oh. to make your off-season shorter. Oh, yeah. That's what Frozen Fan is here to say. Um, you know, summer, sure, you, it's uh, it's nice weather outside, but you got to wait so many long months for NBA basketball to come back. So. What better way to stay cool in the summertime than freezing your entire body and putting yourself into a state of suspended animation for the next few months? It's like going to bed tonight and waking up tomorrow for opening day of the NBA season. Frozen Fan has many locations around the Twin Cities metro area area so you can find the one that's most convenient for you and your family and you know it's not just for timberwolves if you uh, can't wait to see the next infinity war movie maybe that cliffhanger just left you like ah how am i gonna wait a year frozen fans got that for you too they have access to a wide range of services for different kinds of fans yeah totally and um, they also give you lots of options okay so you can choose exactly how long um, you are frozen for and when you might want to be thawed out you can either choose training camp you know do you want to be unfrozen right before media day um, here to, to get excited for the team or um, maybe you just want to just get all the way up into the very first game of the season mid-October lots of options for you I hate watching preseason games yeah those are that's just a tease and no one's really playing I, I don't know about that 
Yeah, and we have a very special promotion because this is a podcast and they respect our podcast. Oh, so yes. We have a special deal that they're offering for right after the NBA Finals. You can get 50% off your freeze. Nice. If you do it right after the NBA Finals, they know you want to stay around and see those finals. Gotta see it. Gotta see it. It's Maybe just hot. the Western Conference Finals. That's it. We'll That's the finals anyway. But day after the finals. That's right. You watch, you watch them, the confetti, you watch Larry O'Brien being handed over. Next morning, go turn up at your local Frozen Fan location. You'll get 50% off your off-season freeze. So make sure you check out Frozen Fan. They want to remind you that much like former Wolf Jamal Crawford, time will pass, but your body will not age. Um, so check out Frozen Fan. Get in on it. Tell them that uh, Wolf's cast sent you. Thanks for thanks to Frozen Fan for sponsoring this episode of Wolf's Cast. Up next, it's mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a muck 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a muck 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters, send us your messages, send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Yes, that's right, everybody. Your carrier pigeons did arrive on time. We've got a mountain of mail. The best thing about carrier pigeons is that you don't need postage. So whoever's sending us that one pigeon that is covered in stamps, you're wasting your money and maybe being cruel to animals. So please stop putting stamps on the pigeons. That's part of the deal of having a pigeon is you don't have to pay for postage stamps. We've got a lot of great feedback. If you want to ever be around, if you're like, man, I never knew when they're doing mailbag. I wish I had some kind of warning. Follow us on Twitter at WolvesCast is the handle. Usually day of if we are really forward thinking. Maybe it'll be the day before the pod. We'll put out a little tweet and say, hey, we're having mailbag tonight. Respond to the Twitter. That way, if you don't have a pigeon, you can just respond to us online at WolvesCast and we'll get to it. That's how a few of these, like I said, most of them were uh, carrier pigeons, but we have a few uh, sent in from Twitter as well. Boom. First question comes to us from the GB Beefcake, our friend Matt. You know him. He's on Kings of the North, which is Robert's podcast. Yeah. Uh, he writes, now that the season is over, which young wolf do you think showed the most improvement or promise moving forward? Um, good question, Matt. I think, uh, obviously, the, the, the right answer, the, the most obvious answer is Carl Anthony Towns. He's really? still a young player. And, um, you know, he is, uh, he, he took, he took a nice, Nice step forward this season, especially He's on from a where very the, predictable the year, trajectory. Though I mean, it's an obvious answer. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, a tricky one. Well, but I, I think, think there's no better answer for young guys. There's only I, like four young guys. That's on the just team. it. We're not very young anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so it does limit it. But I was. I see this as two different questions. Who showed the most improvement last season? Tyus did, because Tyus went from being a third string point guard to a guy who we were like, oh, he's going to have a career as a backup point guard, and. He can carry this team for stretches when they needed him to be a starter during Jeff Teague's injuries. So I think of all the people who showed the most improvement last season, I think Tyus improved the most. The person with the most promise moving forward, I say, obviously Cat's going to be a better player for his career than Wiggins. But I think Wiggins showed a lot of promise in the playoff series and in those final months when Jimmy Butler was out, Wiggins brought this defensive intensity that everyone's been waiting to see. And it's starting to happen with more regularity. It seems like Wiggins is starting to figure out that he needs to bring it all the time. So I think that that's very promising. And that's why I'm so against trading Wiggins is I feel like we did all the labor of getting him to the point where he's going to be great. And now we're just going to give him some other to some other 
other team and be like, okay, go be great for somebody else. He was pretty good in the playoffs. He was pretty good in the playoffs. Next question from Nick uh, at an N Stumo Langer. Sorry. Uh, uh, he writes, uh, what round two playoff team should the Wolves strive to most to be most like personality and talent wise? If any, for example, single single player dominant Cavs, lunch pail and defense jazz, etc. Thanks for the question, Nick. Um, you know, I think I want to be like the Toronto Raptors, uh, which is sort of uh, a little unfortunate to say right now. They keep running into the king team that chokes getting, every year, <laughs> getting kicked out. I don't think they're getting really choked. They're just, you know, they're 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 up against they're up against uh, the goat. They're up against the second goat. They couldn't win so, one in the last two years. They haven't been able to win one game. What I'm saying is, I would love to have a prolonged 50 plus wins season. Just just lots of just like seven or eight, just like. Totally like top four seed home home court advantage just sounds so nice right now uh, from <laughs> from being out of the playoffs for so long. Uh, I know it's not uh, reaching for the for the ceiling, I guess, and uh, you know not ultimately a championship yet. But I would like that kind of um, idea. I guess uh, I'm taking it in that direction anyway. I'd like to see success where you know you're, you're a potential finals um, or Eastern or uh, you know conference finals um, team, uh, even if uh, you don't have uh, you know the potential. To, to win the whole thing, I would be pretty happy with that right now. What about you? What no you wonder you want to trade Wiggins to Toronto. You're you're over the moon for Yo. these guys. Um, well, talent wise, I think it's a it's just uh, an easy cop out to say Warriors. I want to have four players who would automatically be the best player on on, on their own team if they wanted to. Four all stars. Yeah, but that's a little bit of a cop out. So I'm going to say the Celtics. I'd like a coach who makes all the players better. I'd like a coach who, uh, you know, sees how he can play to his team's strengths instead of just being like, this is my style. I know what I'm doing. If the players won't adapt to it, I'll get rid of them and bring in players who will do it my way. So I just admire uh, Coach Stevens. I think that the way that his team has been performing, even after losing Gordon Hayward and Kyrie, and then they lost Jalen Brown for a few games and they still kept rolling. Like a team that's lost all of its best players and is still like just really heading into the conference finals with a lot of steam. And I wouldn't even be shocked if they beat the Cavs. That's how well coached they are. So yeah. I want a team that's like that. H.W. Uh, Zimmerman writes in and asks. Uh, if you were stuck on a desert island with a Wolves role player, past or present, who would you pick? Scott, you start us here. Yeah, he was only on the team for one season, but I'm going to pick Brad Miller. He's a outdoorsman. He's, he's he seems like the hunting type. He seems like the kind of guy who would be good to have for, in a survival situation. And you know what? He's played for a lot of teams. And I remember Kevin Lovin uh, really loved all the stories he had. So you wouldn't be bored on the island either. There you go. Um, I'll go with uh, Mark Madsen. Um, he's, uh, his statue's chilling on our desk right now here at the studio. The and, uh, yeah, it just seems like someone you could have lots of good conversations with and, uh, definitely someone who could uh, help you out with all the hard work around the Island as well. Um, Scotty two, three, nine, zero on Twitter asks us excited for more Jeff Teague or nah, nah. I'm, I'm decently excited. I don't know. He's he's a middling point guard. Whatever. Nah. Whatever. It's kind am of, I excited for a middling point guard? It's nah. like, am I dreading it? No. no. But am I excited? No. There's nothing exciting. Lukewarm. Lukewarm. I guess is, is what you should say there. Yeah. Uh, oh, Derek. What is it? Derek. What's his name on Spinal Tap? Uh, I'm like lukewarm water. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, oh, I forgot. There's another question here from uh, from H.W. Zimmerman. He had a second question, and we read both your questions if you write us in. He said, also, if you had to rename a Timberwolves, what, what name would you pick? Scott, you had a bunch of names. Go go ahead. What you got? What oh, you got? We got so many great things. Spoonbridge. Uh, the, yeah, the Minnesota Spoonbridge and Cherries. Yes. Uh, the Minnesota Grain Belt Premiums. <laughs> and another beer one that I liked a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we got this great craft brew scene, so the Minnesota Growlers. Oh, the best. That'd be a pretty good one. We could do yeah. something with, like, Paul Paul Bunyan, you know, yeah. the Minnesota Lumberjacks. Just Rain? Just the Minnesota Rain? Ooh, that sounds know? like a WNBA team name, but that's also yeah. really cool. Like R-E-I-G-N. The, yeah. the Minnesota uh, Doves. The doves, yeah, yeah. with a tear, yeah. crying doves, the yeah. crying doves, so peaceful. Um, there was uh, we got the Cheerios, the Minnesota Cheerios. We got General Mills <laughs> around here. General Mills reference, uh, you know. There's there's so many good options. You uh, know? Yeah, lots lots to choose from. Minnesota Nices. <laughs> Or no, it had to be a singular team like the Magic, the Minnesota Knights, nice, yeah, or the Knights. Yeah, that'd be a good one. But then we'd have to do the whole thing where, you, like, the, when you say the plural, like all weird, you know, yeah. like the Thunder and the yeah. Heat have to like say like the Thunder. It's, it's real annoying. Yeah, it's really annoying. I hate it. <laughs> Go on. All right. Um, next question is from Travis. Trav Shan. Trav uh, writes in all the time. Thanks, oh, Trav. I have one more I wanted to say. Oh, one more name. The United Crushers. Ooh. I know Polisa used it for their album, but it's it's graffiti Crushers. that's on a grain silo near uh, oh. the U of M campus. Nice. All right, Travis writes uh, the with, Minnesota Husker do when the Warriors we lost can be the replacements <laughs> when the Warriors lost in the finals to the Cavs in 2016. Draymond Green called Kevin Durant to recruit him to the Warriors. Who did Cat call in the parking lot after our Game Five loss to the Rockets? I love this question. That's a good one. Uh, I think he probably noticed that there was not enough shooting going on. Uh, you know, not enough long range. Um, you know, marksman out he, there. He wants a little more spacing so he can work down. That, that, that is also very important. So I'm thinking that he might have, uh, um, you know, ca- called up JJ Redick, free agent JJ Redick, and you know said, "Hey, why don't you take less and come over here?" I don't know, something like that. So, so to a shooter for sure is what I'm thinking. Or at least let me on your podcast, please. Have me on. <laughs> Uh, I would listen to that episode. Yeah. Um, I think he called his boy, Devin Booker. Oh, yeah. I know that Booker is under contract and he's stuck with the Suns unless (laughs) he can convince the Suns to trade him. Force your way out. But players have forced their way out before, (laughs) you know. So maybe he just called his boy up from college, you know, his his buddy, and was like, hey, man, we need you. We need you. Like, same thing, shooting. We need your shooting. We need how much fun would it be together? Fellow Wildcats again together. Team up. So I think that's what he, he said. Hey, man, force your way out of the Suns. Their GM's really stupid anyways. I bet you can make him do another dumb I like move. that. I like that. All right. Uh, next one. At Trey Lunzinger writes, if we don't keep Belly, where would you like to see him land? Um, I think we both would say somewhere with with uh, playing time, possibly. Um, I think um, a team that could use him, um, you know, as far as, you know, having a, having a big, especially if uh, Paul George leaves. Let's go Oklahoma City. Keep him, keep him in the division. So I was raised on the streets. I'll go, I'll go OKC for Bailey. I think uh, he would uh, be able to play well um, uh, alongside Russell Westbrook, and um, you know he could uh, offer them a versatile big that they might need. I think that I want Nemanja Bjelica to go to the Hawks, but that's assuming Budenholzer is still the coach. He's I think not. He- 
He's not. He's for sure not. <laughs> yeah. He got hired for somewhere else. No. Uh, he. They just got rid of him. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. I, he's going to be somewhere. I want else. him to go to a, like a Spurs type system. You yeah, know? So yeah. 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 I think that like the Spurs would really take advantage, but the, I don't want him they, to go to the Spurs because I think he'd be awesome on the Spurs, and then the Spurs would be better than us. Charlotte Hornets conference. today hired a Spurs assistant coach. So there we go. Go yeah. Hornets. I love love those jerseys. You know. So uh, yeah. Or you know, it'd be fun to see him reunited with Ricky again. Ooh, I like that one too. Uh, yeah, he's still still staying in his place. You think, right? Right. Uh, yeah, Nemanja is like renting Ricky's, house, yeah, so. Ricky's old house here in the cities. So it'd be great. Yeah, they just move into Ricky's new house. They're homies. Um, okay, last question here from Cal Mater. This one's for you, Scott. Which Timberwolf is Jess, Nick, Schmidt, CC, and Winston from the New Girl? I'm a big fan of the show. I just started watching it this year. It was just something yeah. my wife and I were looking for something to binge watch. And the thing is, some TV is too good these days. You know, there's all these shows. People Peak are like, TV. You got to watch Westworld. So you got to watch, you know, whatever. So much out there. And the good shows, though, require your attention, you know? Yeah, they're so, long, like theatrical. A lot of times it's like, I want to be doing something on my phone or on the laptop, and she wants to be doing something on the iPad. And so we want something that doesn't require that much of our attention. So yeah. we watch we watch The Office or we watch yeah. Friends or something like that. Yeah. And so The New Girl is good for that kind of show where it's good to have on in the background. It doesn't require the most attention, but it, and it really grows on you. So stick with it if you hop into a season one and you don't like it. Give it time. By season two, you'll be really into it. All right. Who's who? Um, so Jess, that's Zoe Deschanel. Uh, she's the main character. She's got. She's pretty optimistic, you know. Uh, so I think that she's going to be Cat, who is the main character on this team, and uh, you know, is an optimistic guy. And jo- Zoe kind of is the glue for all the other people, and I feel like that's Cat on this team. Uh, Nick Miller, who's played by Jake Johnson, he is Tom Thibodeau because uh, he's from Chicago. He's from Chicago. He's nice, very, very stubborn. Uh, people think that he's uh, he's an old man, you know, very commarginy, and he has these weird opinions and weird obsessions, but he really sticks to them. Um, Schmidt, I'm going to go with Butler because Schmidt used to be a fat kid growing up, and then he willed himself into being this really successful, fit person who's a little bit crazy. And I think that Jimmy Butler was this non-recruited high school player, you know, and he through the force of pure hard work made himself into an NBA all-star, you know? So I think that's Schmidt and Butler. CC is going to be uh, Andrew Wiggins. They both are very talented. They've got all kinds of talents. You know, CC did some modeling. She did uh, some anchoring for gas station TV. And <laughs> she had all these different jobs. She was a bartender for a while. And, and it took her a long time. It took her several seasons to kind of figure out what to use her talent on. And so that's what I feel like is kind of like Wiggins, where he's still kind of getting a feel for it. Plus, they're both very attractive humans. And then finally, Winston. This was a tough one. First, I was like, Winston, maybe he's Wiggins because he loves his cat in the way his cat Ferguson in the way that Andrew Wiggins loves his dog, uh, Cassie. Cassie. But dog, dog people and cat people, those are different people. My wife yeah, told me yeah, that. Yeah. So um, I decided, then I was like, maybe it should be Bielitsa because Winston played uh, basketball in Europe just like uh, Bielitsa did. Mm-hmm. But eventually I settled on Gorgie because I think that the problem with Winston is that it took him several seasons to figure out what they were doing with his character. Just for lots of seasons, you're like, they don't know what they're doing with Winston at all. And so it's not till like season four that they figure out what to do with Winston. And that's what I feel like Gorgie's been like on the team. You know, he came in here. It was his first season was under Rick Adelman. Then it was a flip season. Then it was a Sam Mitchell season. Then it was a Thibodeau season. And it just seems like they don't know what to do with Gorgie, really. So I'm hoping that like Winston, 
he'll figure it out and become the best character on the show. There you go. Thanks, Cal, for that one. Thank hey, you to everybody who wrote in. Follow us on Wolfscast if you want me to tell you who is Allie and uh, Tran and um, all the others, Ferguson, all the other Dr. Gang. Sam, yeah. Dunstan, yeah. all of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So thanks for sending in your questions for mailbag. That was awesome. Really appreciate that. Time for weekly wolfies. Your weekly wolfies. Award time right now. Weekly wolfies is here. Um, I'll get us going. I am going to give my weekly wolfie to a new podcast I've been enjoying on the Suhan Podcast Network. It's now called. Is that they're call, is that calling it the ca- Suhan Network? It's now? confusing. There's many names. There's Suhan Podcast Network, but the website also has been rebranded into Talk North. Dot com, which it, it started out as the mail pattern pod, the mail, pa- yeah, mail pattern podcast, mail network. pattern podcast, balding podcast network, and then it was something else, and now it, which I like the most is Talk North. Um, but um, there's a new show, uh, the Cheryl Reeve show. Ooh. That's right. Uh, Links head coach Cheryl Reeve has her own podcast. Uh, it's about half hour. It's about uh, once a week. Uh, her and Jim Suhan sitting down talking about uh, what's new with the Lynx and other things around sports and with media coverage and uh, women's uh, you know women's uh, sports and stuff like that. So um, good stuff. It's good to hear from Cheryl every week, and um, it's a cool spot for her. I know a lot of people don't like Suhan, but he's as we've said with the John Krasinski show, he's just something of a moderator. Really, he kind of throws topics at yeah. them, and then they they do most of the talking. So I did even like- if you're out on Suhan, which a lot of people are. Uh, it's 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 like thirty percent him. No, so. I'll agree with that. You betcha, basketball is worth listening to. Despite yeah, Suhan and this is on. the same. Yeah, I have a hard time with this network though because they only have one podcast feed. So I subscribe cool. to the Not feed, cool. Not so cool. I can get you betcha basketball. And then eighty percent of the podcasts they serve to me are ones I don't want. Where I'm like, oh, here's a new ba- podcast download. Oh, it's the wild podcast that I don't want to listen to or whatever. You know? Yeah, exactly. So I don't subscribe to it. I just download the episodes I would, manually. I'd recommend just following Cheryl or you know John Krasinski or whoever you like they post the link to when the show goes up and then you can just pull down that one episode yes. whatever but yes it is unfortunate they do the thing with the whole network is in one feed that's how it goes but uh yeah show we've has around show go grab it all right everybody um my wolfie of the week goes to nick kapoor Ooh. at nick underscore kapoor i saw this he lives in china this is incredible he said here's a thread of chinese internet nicknames for nba players china <laughs> is crazy for the nba but official sources use boring phonetic transcriptions Failing to take advantage of Chinese characters having both sound and meaning. So Chinese netizens, I like that for people who are online, have improved on the official names. And there's a couple Wolves-related ones I thought I'd share with you. My favorite is Andrew Wiggins. Uh, They say there's lots of variations of Mamba. You know, they have lots of different Mambas. yeah. uh, Because of Kobe, obviously. Yeah. And so Andrew Wiggins is known as strength-conserving Mamba. Oh, God. Because... so so funny. People feel he is not aggressive enough and avoids dunking. And that's what (laughs) we've always... Avoids dunking. I mean, there's a lot of times where Andrew Wiggins will get to the rim and lay it up instead. Yeah, or just the MO that he's, you know, he disappears and that kind of thing. Yeah, not full effort all the time. So strength-conserving Mamba is particularly That's amazing. I did not see that one. Um, Kevin Garnett is king of the wolves. Perfect. Left over from his time with the Timberwolves. He still is the king of the wolves in our hearts. Yep. And Corey Brewer, former wolf, is the laughing mamba (laughs) because he is known for his smiles and laughs. More mamba. That's very true. He is a very smiley guy. We know Corey. So uh, we will link that thread in the show notes and you can read them all. They're hilarious. Yeah, 
those guys they awesome. go through all like the big players in the league yeah. and, and list them and, Definitely and most, you can read all the different really mambas <laughs> there's lots of different mambas mambas <laughs> just means a great basketball player because yeah. of kobe's influence over there yeah exactly incredible all right well that is wolfies for this week uh recipients will get their awards in six to eight weeks when we mail them out um it's time for a game neil Are you yes. ready let's go let's it's go a new game it's based on an article by the fantastic Shea Serrano. Oh, yeah. On the Rainer. It was called, Yeah, But, Arguments for the 2017-18 NBA Playoffs. He's yeah, kind of but. pointing out that no matter what you say good about somebody, it's too easy in society to be like, yeah, but. And so, like, LeBron's great. Yeah, but he's in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh-huh. Uh, or, I mean, he's in the Eastern Conference. That's a weaker conference. Kevin Durant's great. Yeah, but he had to join the Warriors to win a ring. It's like a cynical kind of take you down yeah, a you notch. You can always take yeah. you down a notch. Yeah. And so, I've written a bunch of yeah, buts. I'm going to read a statement, and you're going to tell me the yeah, but. Okay? Uh, okay. Is it all about the Wolves or They're all, all Wolves players. Okay. Okay. Um, so, our first one. Jamal Crawford was a clubhouse leader. Uh, yeah, but man, did you see his usage rate? Way too high. I'll take that. Mine was, yeah, but he tanked our defense. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Jimmy Butler is our team's best player. Yeah, but... Oh, good one. Yeah, it's a good yeah, but for that one. Yeah, but don't you think Carl Anthony Towns should really be our best player? <laughs> for this one I wrote... Yeah, but do you really want to pay him $35 million when he's 33 years old? Yeah, true, true, true. All right. Tom Thibodeau plays his players way too many minutes. If, uh, if you would have said starters, yeah. Uh, yeah, starters. <laughs> plays his starters too many minutes. I'll go with that. Yeah, but have you seen our bench? I like that answer more than mine. I said, yeah, but he got us to the playoffs for, you know, <laughs> yeah. no other coach besides Flip has ever done that. So, you know, yeah. let's not lose the force for the trees there. All right. Andrew Wiggins had a disappointing season. Yeah, but you see him in that Rocket Series? I like that. He's, I have, yeah, but he's only 23 and he's steadily improved throughout the season. So these aren't all like cynical. No. Some of them are, you know, just it's, like counter argument. Exactly. You know, it's not all. Let's see if you get this next one. All right. Crunch is a great mascot. Yeah, but he's named after a candy bar. Actually, that's pretty respectable. I, I feel <laughs> bad about you had. No, that's all right. Uh, I have, yeah, but he needs to start doing new bits. His act is getting stale. True, true, true. He's just too, doing too much of the old stuff. Still I sledding. I can't think of the last time he did something shockingly new, you know? Yeah. Maybe yeah. we just go to too many games. Yeah, but. he's still sledding. He's still doing the bowling pins. And yeah, he's still doing the same, like, blindfold a guy and lead him around. Uh, yeah. Wearing the other team's yeah. shirt or yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, time to just shake it up a little bit, Crunch. All right, two more, Neil. Taj Gibson was a great free agent signing. Yeah, but he doesn't stretch the floor enough for Carl Anthony Towns. I like that. It's not what I had. It's not the perfect fit next to Towns. I had, yeah, but he made Gorgie a salary cap albatross. <laughs> you know? Like, good one, good one. Gorgie's contract would have been a lot better if he had a more consistent role. But signing Taj, who was awesome this season, yep. and was great for us and was one of the main reasons we made the playoffs, Yeah, really relegated Gorgie to the bench in a way that was really bad. Yeah, he wasn't ready for that. And finally, Neil, uh, our last one. Derek Rose is a trash player. Yeah, but you see him in that Rocket series? There's no yeah but for this one. It's just it's just no he's a answer. Trash player. There's no, there's no, no answer. but to that. There's no one. There's, there's no for that. There's no rebuttal. 
Get him out of here. Well, get we'll him see. Out of here. Well, get ready because you know he's going to get signed. Yeah. Well, we'll see this summer. I'm it's, just bracing uh, myself, and hopefully, it's not too much money. That's one of the good things about being capped out. I guess is that we can't offer him too much money. Yeah. It's probably really, it's stopping it's, Thibodeau from like hurling tons of money up. There exactly. Gross. Yeah. And, but he's a former MVP. Yeah, and hopefully, there's just yeah. yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, there's not a lot of other people looking at him, and well, just sign him to whatever. You get one offer, take it or leave it. Yeah. I mean, he quit on his last two teams that he played for. <laughs> like he literally didn't show up to a next game and left the cabs as well without Yikes. telling them why so yeah hopefully we'll it doesn't see. happen here yeah. we'll see but yeah thanks for joining us for um what will probably be the last wolves cast show for a little while until uh draft time until free agency starts heating up uh late june early august times excuse me early july uh right around there but um yeah make sure um, you're following us on twitter at wolves and in the meantime, as we mentioned, Link season will be starting up, and I will um, be tweeting over at Links underscore Dynasty and uh, putting out podcasts over there as well. Yes, uh, that's which a must will, follow. of course, always live over at Canis Hoopus. So if you're uh, if you're a reader over at Canis Hoopus, you'll see the shows, you'll see all the um, game recaps um, that I write uh, for games um, there. If you're at Links Games, come say hi. Um, and yeah, it's a good time. So it's uh, it's it's tough, as we said, cryogenic freeze yourself yeah, or right. follow the WNBA. It's another WNBA. great way to, to get your basketball uh, fix. You know, it's Lindsay's last season, so... Yeah, potentially. You know, I hope it's like uh, Kobe or like Derek Jeter, where every time he played at a stadium, they gave him gifts and stuff. They're like, here's all these gifts for you, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, uh, the farewell tour. Yeah, the I think farewell that, tour. I, I hope Lindsay gets that treatment, but maybe... You, you gotta, gotta make it known beforehand. She hasn't beforehand. Announced yeah, it yeah. If you want that, you gotta make it known. Yeah, people ask ask Dirk about that, That's too. what I'm like, excited are you about. Let, are you gonna let it be known? He's like, nah, I'm not going to let people know. You know yeah. Retire. Yeah. Hopefully next year. That's like Tim Duncan style. But uh, so, yeah, links will be great all season. Thank you to Canis. This is our third season of doing the podcast. It's been so it's cool to be a part of them. calling it yeah. Wolvescast. And it's our first season being on Canis. Yeah. It's been really it's been really cool to be a part of their site and what they're doing over there. We, we love our home at Canis Hoopus. Thanks to John Meyer and Eric for, for having us. Yeah. We're, we're excited to be, like Neil said, bringing the links podcast all summer long. And yep. the next season we'll be back. Uh, in, intermittently throughout yeah. the summer. Whenever something big happens in the Timberwolves, you know you can expect we'll a podcast you. coming out from us. Yeah. Um, summer trivia going on at Darby's every Tuesday night that there is not a home Twins game. Check the your schedules. The Twins are at home. Don't come. The twins are on the road. Come on, draw basketball next to your team. Maybe you'll get an extra point. Yeah, follow Scott on Twitter at Scott Olstead, and uh, you know he'll, he'll make sure you know, you know uh, when there is trivia and when there's not trivia. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on this journey all season long, and we can't wait to see what the future holds for our Minnesota Timberwolves. Having words. Remember, that team kind of got into it with Marco Rubio during the regular season. Now he's having conversation with CP3 at the free throw line. You're probably right. He doesn't agree with the politics of Marco Rubio, but Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Yeah. Yeah. Does that say Marco Rubio? Uh, it's, it's all right. Oh, it's all right. Okay.